My microphone's on. When I think about that song, Marching to Zion, I think about running to Zion. You know, get there fast, right? It is great to see you here this morning, both members and visitors alike. We thank God for your attendance, for your presence this morning. And we are thankful to be able to be here to assemble to worship our great God. For those who are online, we praise God for your presence as well. Let's go together to God in word of prayer, please. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for the opportunity to be here today, for your great goodness and for your blessings, for your kindness and for your compassion, for extending to us another opportunity to worship you. We ask, Lord God, and pray that you will clear our minds of worldly thought and that you will help us, Lord God, to be the servants that you would have us to be. Give us the strength that we so desire, Lord God, to be faithful to you until the end. We ask, Lord God, that you will help us never to forget Jesus, your great son, who so willingly uh, you sent to die on that cruel, cruel cross of Calvary, and who so willingly died in our behalf, despising the shame. He went to the cross with great joy, knowing the outcome, the salvation of our souls. Thank you for all that you've done, for all that you do, and for all that you will do. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we do pray and thank thee, that be thy will. Amen. We're turning to Acts chapter 24 in just a moment. We are talking this morning about the righteousness of Felix. Last week, I uh, started talking to you about Felix uh, to bring us to today's lesson uh, and, and the lessons to come regarding this man, Felix. Felix. Who was Felix? History tells us that Felix was the governor um, of Judea in about AD 52 through 59. And reportedly, Felix went from rags to riches. We, we might call it the great American story. You know, he's, he was a man who was impoverished and a man who didn't, who hadn't, didn't have much. And then he went from there up to riches. And what, what a beautiful life we would call that. We would say, what, what an amazing success story. He went from being a slave to the governor. From being a piece of property with no rights to owning much property. From being powerless to being a man of great power. He had friends in high places, especially in Rome. Lots of friends in Rome, the Roman Empire. And just like America, he was on his third marriage. I'm telling you, the great American success story. Felix was in a lot of trouble, spiritually speaking. Today we're talking about righteousness. Felix's righteousness, or should we say, the absence thereof. In Acts 24 and verse 22, but Felix, having a more exact knowledge about the way, put them off, saying, when Lys, excuse me, when Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. And he gave orders to the centurion for him to be kept in custody and yet have some freedom and not to prevent any of his friends from ministering to him. He was not only knowledgeable in Judaism, he knew about the church of Christ. He understood it. He understood it. He had a great exact knowledge of the church, which means he understood Jesus and knew Jesus and the commands of Jesus. He also knew this. He knew that Paul was a Roman citizen and was not to be touched. Look at verse 26. Back to 23. 23, chapter 23, 
in verse 26. Thaddeus Lysias to the most excellent governor Felix greetings. When this man was arrested by the Jews and was about to be slain by them, I came upon them with the troops and rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman. And wanting to ascertain the charge for which they were accusing him, I brought him down to their council. And I found him to be accused over questions about their law, but under no accusation deserving death or imprisonment. And when I was informed that there would be a plot against the man, I sent him to you at once. Also, instructing his accusers to bring charges against him before you. So Felix knew that Paul was innocent, wasn't worthy of death. But you see, Felix had this lifestyle that he accumulated. This idea of how can I accumulate more wealth? His life was all about money, prestige, and power. That's Felix. Felix, the man who who once was a slave, who is now the governor. The man who went from rags to riches. The man who was keeping Paul in prison in hopes that Paul's wealthy friends would come around and offer some money to Felix. And then Felix would, eh, if it's the right bribe, he'd let him go. Look at chapter 24 and verse 26. At the same time, too, he was hoping that money would be given him by Paul. Therefore, he also used to send him for him quite often and converse with him. But after two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Procurius Festus, And wishing to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. The man had no conscience. Money was his guide. And here's what's sad about Felix. I mentioned this last week. Felix lost that that understanding and that feeling of conviction and repentance and godliness. And there was no repentance in his heart. You know, now he could talk to Paul as just friends. You know, we're just friends. Don't worry about God. We're not going to talk about God. You know, you you go your way, I'll go my way. Let's not even worry about that. That moment in time that convicted his heart, that could have brought salvation to his soul, granting to him and bringing to him greater riches in Christ Jesus, has gone away forever. Paul's sermon about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come was contrary to Felix's lifestyle. Make money, make money, make money. Doesn't matter how you get your money, just get your money. Verse 25 of chapter 24, please. And as he was discussing righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became frightened and said, Go away for the present, and when I find time, 
I will summon you. Turn to Proverbs chapter 1. So Felix is holding an innocent man in prison in hopes to gain some money from him. So that, in other words, that he would hold him so that he could receive a bribe. There was no righteousness. There was no godliness in his life whatsoever. But when he heard Paul preach, his heart was convicted for just a moment. I'm, I'm hanging this out there because I'm coming back to it. Proverbs chapter 1, please. Beginning at verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity. Wisdom demands fair and equal justice for all. No, that was absent in the heart of Felix. Wisdom to Felix was the man who has the most gold gets the most justice. Chapter 3, verse 27, the Bible says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do. Felix's responsibility was to release the innocent man. Verse 32. For the crooked man is an abomination to the Lord, but he is intimate with the upright. Felix was in complete and total violation of the way. The word of God, the truth, the church. Turn to Psalm chapter 11. Felix was successful in the world's eyes, but from God's perspective and from God's word, he was a man whose God was self. Felix really sounds like an American, doesn't he? His only standard was his own advancement in pleasure. If the Jews rebelled, Felix would say, crucify those rebels. Felix's way up the ladder, if you got in his way, he'd push you off of the ladder. Felix being married, if he looked over and saw a woman that looked better than his wife, he would divorce his wife entice the married woman to divorce her husband and then marry that woman for himself. If a prisoner would give him a bribe, doesn't matter what you've done, you're out of jail. Felix's career and success were more important to him than righteousness. It was more important to him than self-control. It was more important to him than the judgment to come. And that's why Paul preached that sermon. See, that's preaching. (laughs) When you meddle, that's preaching. Psalm chapter 11, beginning at verse 4. The Bible says, The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous And the wicked, and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. Upon the wicked, he will rain snares, fire, and brimstone, and burning wind will be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. The upright will behold his 
face. How did Felix feel hearing that sermon? He was convicted. He was convicted. Psalm 119 in verse 172, the Bible makes it clear that all of God's righteousness, all the commandments that God has given to humanity, that is righteousness. Righteousness belongs to God. And when we think about righteousness, we can't think about righteousness separate and apart from God. Turn to Luke chapter 23, please. God has no words for the wicked. God's righteous indignation, His anger against wicked living and wicked lifestyles will be revealed in the last day. That was God's fire and brimstone sermon in Psalm chapter 11. See, this is not a game. I know the world thinks it is. And I know as you grow up, we think it is. But at some point in your life, you've got to realize this is not a game. Life is not a joke. There are many people who have died lost. There are many people who have made it to heaven. God is real. Luke 23, please. Verse 8. Now Herod was very glad when he saw Jesus. For he wanted to see him for a long time. Because he had been hearing about him. And was hoping to see some sign performed by him. And he questioned him at some length. But he answered him nothing. You see, God has no words for wicked people. He didn't answer him a word. What, what, would, what would Jesus have said in the presence of Felix? With the lifestyle that Felix was living. Felix had been living his life as if this is it. There is no afterlife. Though he knew it wasn't true. He was a very knowledgeable man when it came to the truth of God's word in the church. Felix gave in to every sensual whim and pleasure. Whatever I want, I get. Whatever I want, I take. Felix refused to deal with his own sin. And he missed the very opportunity to turn his life around. Romans chapter 1, please. The righteousness of God has been revealed. Was there a reason for Felix to be afraid? He heard the sermon, right? Would there be a reason for you to, to hear a sermon from God's word and, and, and then to become terrified in your heart? Felix was... Terrified. Well, when in Rome, go to the book of Romans. (laughs) Let's find out if Felix had a reason to be terrified. Romans 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of, for it is the power of God for salvation. Everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. The gospel is where the power lies, not in Felix. 
It is not Felix who is holding the world in his hands. It's God who's holding the world in his hands. Romans 2, beginning of verse 12. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law, Felix, do instinctively the things of the law, these not having the law are a law unto themselves. In that way, they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness, and their thoughts ultimately accusing or else defending them on the day when, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. His heart was condemned. His conscience was condemned from what he heard, the message that Paul spoke. Romans 3. Beginning at verse 9. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. As it is written, there is no one, there is none righteous, not even one. For there is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside together. They have become useless. There is no one who does good. There is not even one. Their throat is an open grave. And with their tongues, they keep deceiving. The poison of apps as is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths. And the path of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under law, that every mouth may be closed and all the world may become accountable to God. See, Felix had been afraid. See, Felix had been living his life as if he's accountable to no one but himself. And Paul says, you are accountable to God. Romans 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world is invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and of four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Felix, you are without excuse. Romans 6, in verse 23. 
the wages of sin is what? Is death. You're without excuse. Your sin is before you. And if you don't repent, your life, your spiritual life, will be in jeopardy. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank God it's a free gift. The free gift of God. Turn back to Acts 24, please. And let's look at verse 15. Acts 24 and verse 15. Did Felix have a reason to be afraid? Having a hope in God, which these men cherish themselves, that there shall certainly be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. In view of this, I also do my best to maintain always a blameless conscience before God and before men. His conscience was not blameless. Felix, are you going to die believing that God owes you something? Or are you going to die in complete submission and humility to God? Felix was not ready for change. So it was easier for him to talk to Paul on more of a a civil level and not religion. Verse 26, at the same time, too, he was hoping that money would be given him by Paul. Therefore, he also used to send for him quite often and converse with him. You notice that the the transition from verse 25 to 26, from, from Felix being frightened to now in verse 26, they are conversing openly, continually, just about life. And he's not he's not feeling condemned. The word is no longer penetrating his heart. I mean I mean it, it, it really doesn't even matter anymore. I mean now it, it doesn't matter. We're all friends, right? We all go along to get along. There's no longer a conviction in his heart from day to day. They meet on a regular basis, however often it was. And that feeling of conviction, that truth is gone. Where did it go? Where did it go? So here's my fear. My fear is that maybe in the Lord's church, we have some Christian hearts. That are like Felix. Let me ask. Have you ever thought to yourself. Man I need to go forward. And did not. When did that feeling. That conviction. Ever come back to you. Did you walk away. This could have been 20 years ago. Did you walk away. And said man I I should have gone forward. But. And you let that moment slip by and that feeling, that conviction, that understanding never come back to you? Do you know why I know that's true? Maybe not with you. I'm not judging you or saying it's with you. 
Maybe it is. But I know so many Christians who said to me, I should have gone forward on Sunday. I've been there. I know. I've been there too. Yeah, you know when you're not ready to repent? You're just not ready to repent? But you better pray God. His mercy will allow you the moment, the opportunity to come back to that point of repentance in your heart. This morning, if you, if you feel, if you have in the, your heart this, this conviction, it doesn't matter who you are. You can be an elder, you can be a deacon, a preacher, a member, you can be rich, you can be poor. It doesn't matter who you are, you're accountable to God, all of us. If you've got to repent, you've got to repent. Romans chapter 2, please. Someone said, well, how, you know, how do I know? And I, I love that. How do I know if I, should, if I should go forward? I think you have two, two things you can gauge it by. Number one, the easy one is public the sin is public the confession. That's an easy one, right? Secondly, if you've been working on this in your life and you haven't gotten it right, you need somebody else to pray for you. You need some help. It's okay. It's all right. One day I'm going to preach a lesson to you about the Isle of Shame. We'll get there. Romans 2 verse 4. Listen to what God has done for us today. Thank you, God, for today. Verse 4, he says, Well, do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of judgment, and the wrath of revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. To those who by perseverance and doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life, but to those who are selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, wrath, and indignation, there will be tribulation and distress for every soul of man who does evil of the Jew first and also of the Greek. Back to verse 5, please. But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, You are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Do you have a reason this morning to be frightened of the righteous judgment of God? This morning, as you recognize and are reminded that the power is not in you. You didn't wake yourself up this morning. Our good God woke us up this morning. This morning, have you forgotten for just a moment that your soul is accountable to God? This morning, is your heart condemned for the unrighteous things that you have done? This morning, have you believed your own lie? Forgetting that all men are without excuse. This morning, have you forgotten for just a moment that the wages of sin is death? This morning, at the resurrection, will we stand before God in the judgment seat, believing that God owes us something? Will we stand before the judgment seat of God blameless? Will we stand before the judgment seat of God guilty.
as charged. Let's close with hope. Thank you, Court, for that this morning. Romans chapter 5. See, right now, today, you and I have the gift of God. Life. Don't let life pass you. Bye. Verse 6 says, For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died, for the ungodly. For one would hardly die for a righteous man. Though perhaps for the good man. Someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Much more than having been justified by his blood. We shall be saved from the wrath of God through Him. Salvation is your free gift from God. Don't turn it away. If this morning there's something that has been said, we read the Scriptures, you've read it, you understood it, and you have found that maybe you ought to make some things right with God, Today is the day, now is the time. If you are not a Christian, you are not a child of God, we invite you to surrender to God in the waters of baptism. Having heard His word and believed it, and have repentance, godly sorrow in your heart, confess His name before men, be baptized, immersed in water for the remission of your sins, and then stay true to God until the end. If we can help in any way, will you please make that known to us? Those of you who are online, contact us. Our information is right before you. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for your time.